Kanye West. Kanye West just made a statement about black wealth that I think everybody needs to hear. Uh, Kanye made a statement talking to Big Boy, and he talked about the culture. And Big Boy asked him what he says to the people who claim that Kanye West has walked away from the culture. His answer was brilliant. I'm going to talk about his answer, and I'm going to explain to you why it was the right answer. Just get comfortable. Buck up seatbelt. We're going to get started on the Black Financial Channel right now. Hey, what's going on, Black people? My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. That's theblackfinancialchannel.com. On this channel, we talk about black wealth and black economics every single day, sometimes as much as 10 times a day, because we are absolutely obsessed, obsessed to the core with building black wealth, closing the racial wealth gap, and making sure black people are ahead of the curve. The one condition of being on this platform to be allowed here is you must have a B1 philosophy. You ain't got to be black, but you got to be B1. B1 means that we put our people at the top of our priority list. B1 means that we believe black people can be number one in wealth building and economics in the next 50 years. B1 also means we understand we must be one in order to be successful. If you agree with that philosophy, put a hashtag B1 in the chat. All trolls get eliminated uh, immediately. So K Polymath, everybody say goodbye, K, because K Polymath, you are the first one to be banned and you are banned for life. You cannot come back. Goodbye to you because we don't have time for Nico naysayers up in this space. Now, with that said, uh, give me a yes or no if you heard Kanye West's remarks. Uh, Kanye West made some remarks um, that I thought were brilliant uh, about black wealth. Uh, those of you who follow closely might have already seen it because I put it on my Instagram. My Instagram is the Real Boyce Watkins. Make sure you follow me on Instagram. It's right there, the Real Boyce Watkins. Uh, give me a yes or no if you saw Kanye's statement about black wealth. He was doing an interview with Big Boy out in L.A. And uh, Big Boy said, what do you say to people who say you turn your back on the culture? Now, again, I want to get past this whole idea of Kanye being Republican or Democrat. I don't care about that. I don't. I, I just don't. I just don't. I think a black person has a right to vote for whoever they want to, and I'm not. And I'm not going to take away your black card just because your master Joe Biden said you can't have one no more. I'm, not, I'm just not going to do. It. I'm not going to take away your black card just because you worship Donald Trump. I, I don't. I don't care. I, I'm not going to take away a person's black card just because they voted for somebody different from me. I do. I truly do not care. But they asked him. He asked him. He said, "If you, what about those people who say you turn your back on the culture?" And Kanye ran into that question head first. He said, I have turned my back on the culture. He said, the culture tells you that you want to spend all your time thinking about, you know, he said, he said, effing somebody's woman. I'm not going to say the words he said, because I'm trying not to cuss as much on YouTube. But cussing is a habit. I'm trying to break it. I blame it on my daddy. He was, he cussed like a sailor. And so I do sometimes too. But he basically said, you always trying to F somebody's woman. He said, you, you rap about pulling up in a foreign you rap about wasting all your money, and then you turn and you blame everything on the white man. You ruin your own life by making your choices in a bad way, in a negative, crazy way. And then you say, well, the, the white man did it. The white man did the reason Well, I don't get no more money. But wait, bro, you, you went through $300,000 in the last month, and the white man did it? The white man's the reason why? You got eight babies' mamas in seven states? Hey, the, the white man's the reason why? You decided you'd rather go spend your money at Jake the jeweler than to go and actually do something in your own family or to build a legacy of wealth. It ain't the white man's fault. Now, it might be you might have gave the white man the, the, the keys to the car and he might have drove it off a cliff with you. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, we know that when our children are born, the first thing we do is we send them to white folks to educate them. 
Right, first thing we do is we say, Master, I, I was just too stupid to educate my old children. So since I can't I can't teach my children how to read, I need I need master to educate my own children. You got the whole internet right there. You got people like Dr. Claude Anderson available to you right there. You got people like me available to you right there. My PhD is real. It ain't fake. I know haters on the internet. I saw a hater on the internet trying to say, well, Dr. Boyce ain't really got no PhD. Go look it up. Go look it up. In case your dummy ass doesn't know, dissertations are are searchable on the internet. You can find my dissertation at the Ohio State University on the internet. So my PhD is real. But that's beside the point. My point is that I'm not the only smart person on the internet. There are plenty of smart black people who can educate your kids in a far better way than any high school, middle school, elementary school, or university ever could. So you send your child to be educated by their master, and then you wonder why your child grows up serving the master and has nothing left for himself because he spent his whole life serving the person who educated him. You handed the keys to the car over to Massa. Massa drives it off a cliff. And then you say, my car is in a ditch because Massa drove it into the ditch. So you're partially right, but you're partially wrong. You're partially right because he did drive your car into a ditch. He did make you a white supremacist. He did teach you how to destroy yourself. He did teach you how to, uh, how to hold on to a victim mentality. He did teach you all the things that you have done in your life that have ruined your life. Absolutely, you're 100% correct on that. But you must ask your question at the end of the day. This is an important question. Who told you to give him the keys to the car in the first place? Who told you to give him power over your children's minds in the first place? Who told you to let him dictate the terms of your culture in the first place? Who, who told you to let him even control uh, hip-hop music? Uh, do, do you think it's a coincidence that hip-hop music went from positivity to negativity? Do you think it's a coincidence that we went from X-Clan, Tribe Called Quest, KRS-One, Public Enemy, to to uh, to to to, to uh, kill, 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 let's get high every day, let's go blow our money, women ain't nothing, women are garbage, like disrespecting our women to the point where we're not going to exist in the next generation because y'all have been taught to hate black women that much? Do you think that that's a coincidence? You think that they, you think that that just sort of just happened because the culture just happened to go in that direction? Or do you think that Massa was driving the keys to the car? So to some extent, those, even those who disagree with what Kanye said, I'm going to tell you, you're partially right. When you turn and you say, well, well, the, the, the white man did it. Well, he probably kind of did. He probably kind of did. He probably did do it. You know, I'm not going to go into victim blaming, but I am going to say that part of the reason that he did it is because you allowed him to do it. Because you two, in many cases, unfortunately, are a white supremacist. When you believe that they are better at educating your kids than you are, that makes you a white supremacist because you believe they are superior. They are supreme to you when it comes to handling their business and, and educating children. When you decide that it's better to go work for white folks than it is to go start a black owned business, then you are a white supremacist. When you are the, the Negro in the family who applauds when little cousin Pookie gets a job, but you don't say nothing when he starts a, he starts a company. <laughs> well, you're kind of a white supremacist. Because that labeling and branding to say that I'm a Walmart employee or I work or I'm a middle manager at Google means a whole lot more to you than to say that my cousin is a black business owner who is creating jobs in the black community. That's why you don't see a lot of our folks creating jobs in the black community, because everybody is trying to go get a job. 
Everybody's trying, so busy trying to get a job that ain't nobody sitting around creating jobs. So there are no jobs. So the only thing you can do is what Dr. Claude Anderson talks about in Powernomics is that you must send your child across town to go beg his oppressor for an opportunity. That's the culture. That's the culture. So, so I put the I put Kanye's video on my Instagram. My Instagram is the real boy Watkins. If you want to hear from his mouth, you should go hear it. I love what he said. He said, "Yes, I turned my back on the culture. I turned my back on on the culture that's teaching you that uh, you want to go out here and that you just all you're thinking about is you know having sex with somebody's woman. All you're thinking about is pulling up in a foreign. All you're thinking about is is going out and wasting your money when you could be buying land." He talked about buying land and ownership. Ladies, if you're looking for a man who's got a future, don't don't talk to him about his income. Talk to about talk to him about his assets. Talk about him. Talk to him about his wealth. What's your wealth? What does your portfolio look like? Size does matter. Size does matter. Size does matter. And congratulations to all the men in here who are growing the size of their portfolio because size does matter. And you, if you grow that portfolio, you do become the alpha male in the room. So, so at the end of the day, we've got to change the culture. We must walk away from toxic culture. He also talks about rapping about things that are going to get you locked up and sent to prison. But then you claim you about prison reform. Well, if you really about prison reform, then stop rapping about all the stuff that's going to get you locked up. Stop criminalizing yourself. Stop self snitching. Stop. So stop going on on a record and rapping about somebody you shot last week and then giving the police. Literally, you're pitching the ball across the plate. Well, guess what? The feds going to knock that ball out the park. You just literally threw the ball slowly across the plate and they are swinging it and they're knocking it out of the park because they're like, oh, my God, this is the easiest thing I've ever seen in my life. This is like shooting fish in a barrel. These people are so they train themselves to be so stupid because Kanye used the word brainwash. Yes. Brainwash is the appropriate word. You are so brainwashed that you literally will go commit a crime and then rap about the crime you committed on a record. And then go to the studio where you know you're going to have guns and weed and everything else in there that's going to get you locked up. And, or not even weed anymore. The weed is the, the soft drug. Now now they they popping pills and everything else. They, in fact, I heard crack is making a comeback. What the hell is that? What the hell is that? They need to go watch Snowfall or something because because we many of us who live through the crack era know what crack does. But yet, somehow you think that's cool. Somehow you think that's a good thing. Somehow you think that's all okay because... Because white man wrote you a couple of checks to make you think that up is down, to make you think that uh, that positive is negative, to make you think that all the things that are bad for you are somehow miraculously good for you. Well, that's the problem. So I, I like what Kanye said. I think that anybody who's got some damn sense in this world is going to walk away from the culture. Walk away. I'm not talking about walk away from all the culture. I'm not talking about walking away from black excellence. I'm not talking about walking away from the black community. I'm not talking about walking away from the black family. I'm talking about walking away from the toxicity that is being mass marketed to you through media outlets and educational systems that do not belong to you. Do you know, let me tell you a little secret. Hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up button if you haven't done it yet. Please hit the thumbs up button. Let me tell you a little secret. Two things. One is I had a conversation with Kanye West one time. I talked to him one time. We talked about 15 minutes on the phone, and I'm not going to reveal the, the contents of that conversation because that was private. Uh, the only parts I can reveal is, one, Kanye is determined to be president in 2024. Uh, he said that. He said, I will be president in 2024. What does that mean? I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. 
two. At that time, the media said Kanye was worth about a billion dollars. Kanye said, that's not true. I'm worth $6 billion. And I own, I forgot how many thousands of acres of land he said he owned in, in uh, Wyoming or something like that. Uh, he, owns, he owns a lot of land. That was the second piece. The third piece that I remember was that Kanye was very, 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 very interested in speaking with Dr. Claude Anderson. That was the number one thing he wanted in that conversation was a chance to talk to Dr. Anderson. They talked and the rest was, was history. And when I, when I mentioned Dr. Anderson, I said, you know what I said, the problem with Dr. Anderson right now to me and my view is that a lot of celebrities shout out poweronomics and talk about how much they like it in theory, but they don't practice poweronomics in reality. They talk about how much they think that he, what he's doing is so cool. I said, but they don't write a damn check. They don't back him up. They don't support what he's doing. So, so two things happened. One, I asked Ice Cube. I said, Ice Cube, man, can you and I go in and buy some of these books from Dr. Anderson and give them away to the community? Because I'm tired of people saying they love poweronomics, but they're not supporting the initiative. White people support institutions they believe in. They support their universities. They support their synagogues and churches. They support their think tanks. They support the institutions that they believe in. We have to understand that that as an aspect of economic maturity. Economic maturity means that you don't go blow your money on nonsense and then claim that you want something better because when you claim you want something better but you don't support it, then basically what you're saying is I need Massa to build me something that's going to make my life better. I need Massa to build a school in my community because I can't build one. I need Massa Massa to come and build a business to create jobs because I can't build one. I need Massa to come in and fix these problems because I'm too busy spending my money on a whip that, to, to actually take the time to spend my money on my children or to spend the money on the community. Or, I mean, my God, you have men who are running around bragging about the fact that they care nothing about children in the community. Well, if a woman got kids, then she ain't nothing. She garbage, man. She garbage, bro. She garbage. So, so you got your own men talking about we don't give no, we don't care nothing about the community, right? And so, so the culture's all backwards. The culture's crazy. I walked away from the culture a long time ago. So let me just tell you this. So, so Kanye said, Kanye actually, when I said that, let me tell you what he did that I appreciated very much. The minute I said that thing about Dr. Anderson, the minute I said, uh, Dr. Anderson, I think that we should stop saying that we support him and show that we support him. Actions speak louder than words. You know what he did? Kanye said he, he got real silent. He got real quiet. And I was sitting there with Alicia and I said, he stopped talking. I don't know what's going on. And then he, he said, hold on for a second. I'm tweeting. And I thought, oh, OK, you're tweeting in the middle of the conversation. OK, that's interesting. But, but you're Kanye. So you probably do things that I may not understand. And right at that moment, you know what he did? In front of his 20, 30 million Twitter followers, he tweeted an image of Poweronomics and said, everybody needs to read Poweronomics by Dr. Claude Anderson. It was a perfect tweet. If you know how tweeting goes, it takes time to load an image. You got to find the image, take a screenshot, download it on your phone, load it up to Twitter. He typed out a whole full sentence on it. No typos anywhere. I said, OK, this brother got some sense. I don't understand everything about him. I don't understand when he shows up wearing, you know, pink and purple boots with a with a with a with a, a, a aluminum jumpsuit. I I don't understand any of that. I don't get any of that. That that's that's a little too metrosexual for me. I'm not I'm not that guy. But I do get the fact that you are talking some sense in that particular area when it comes to economics. You are saying the things that need to become the gospel of the black community. You are 100% B1 in that moment. I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican because the B1 philosophy says, we don't care what political party you're in. We don't care what your sexual preference is. We don't care if you're a feminist or not. As long as you put the black community first, after we solve those problems together, 
then you can go off and become whatever you want to be. Because that, So at that moment, I did not care that Kanye West was a Republican because Lord knows the Democrats ain't done nothing for you anyway. They gave you a damn holiday and won't even say the word reparations. How the hell are you going to give me a Juneteenth holiday, but you can't even write a damn check for the $15 trillion you owe us? I told you all the story the other day that I just found out from my brother about my great-grandfather, Albert Sanders. Sanders is my father's family name. Albert Sanders, two, 100 years ago, got lynched got lynched because he stood up for his wife. He stood up for a black woman by putting a brick upside a white man's head because he stepped on his wife's toe and then called her a nigga. So my great grandfather, shout out to him. I say to him, I'm, I'm representing him. I'm avenging his death a hundred years later. My great grandfather literally put a brick upside that dude's head because he disrespected a black woman. Next thing you know, they, the white folks showed up at his house. They took him out. They hung him from a tree. He's dead now because of that. So, so my point is to say that when you're talking about Juneteenth and you're talking about black history, show some damn respect and cut the damn check. If they don't cut the check, then that is disrespect. So cut the check and show respect. If you can't show respect and cut the check, then everything you've done means nothing to me. I don't need another holiday. Don't get, don't get me wrong. I'm happy if you got the day off from work. Good for you. Congratulations. That's a wonderful thing. But if you don't cut the check, then you have not shown respect. That is my position on the issue all the way to the end of time. Let me finish up with this Kanye thing. Kanye, when he says I walked away from the culture, I'm going to tell you another little secret about, about what Kanye said that really touched me that I thought was amazing. Now, by the way, the videos on my Instagram, my Instagram is the real boys Watkins is right here on the screen. So feel free to go there. If you want to watch the video for yourself, I'd rather you hear from him than hear from me. I walked away from the culture, the toxic culture, a long time ago. I did. That's why I don't fit in. That's why I got so many. But I, the only thing that the only thing I know white people hate me on the Internet. I know that I've been white people. A lot of white people have hated me for 25 years since I started writing articles on behalf of the black community 25 years ago. But the only people who hate me more than white people in many cases are black people. The only people that give me more crap than white people are black people. The big the biggest the biggest haters in my life are not the white folks because they don't they they move past me they're not they know i'm not a mainstream guy they know i'm not part of that get along gang that they talk about whether you get on tv and you become a part of the corporation corporate media i'm not that guy they know that so they abandoned me they walked away i don't really care about that but the only people that give me more nonsense than white people are ignorant black people i'm talking about people who are addicted to the culture i'm talking about people who are addicted to the ignorance i'm talking about people who don't like hearing a black man say Stand up, black man. Stick your chin up. Hold your chest out. Love your woman. Protect your woman. Build your wealth. Read a damn book. Do something positive with your life. Stop sitting around and engaging in nonsense and then wonder why your life ain't moving forward. That, that is one of the reasons why I get so much hate. I know exactly where the hatred is coming from sometimes. So here's the deal. Here's a little secret. I'm going to tell you a little secret. This is why I never, I never fit in. I never fit in because I never wanted to fit in. I grew up watching uncles drink themselves into an early grave. I said, I don't want to fit into that culture. So when you make fun of me for not drinking, well, you can kiss my whole entire black ass off, off of that one because I'm not going to be like them. I'm not trying to drink so much that my kids don't even like me, don't even trust me no more because they don't see me as a sturdy man. They see me as a flimsy flip flop of a man. 
I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy who's dying at the age of 45 from alcohol poisoning or bad kidneys and bad liver because because I, I decide I, I want to fit in. I want to fit into the culture. Everybody else is drinking. So I'm, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not picking up no bottle of nothing. I'm not going to get shot in the club or go to prison because I had to shoot somebody in the club because we all got drunk and, and you, know, you know, the nigga stepped on my toe. So I had to pull out the strap. No, I didn't want to be that guy. I walked away from the culture in college when I got to college and all the black men that I wanted to hang out with didn't seem to think that studying was important. I said, wait a minute, man, you're in a world that's full of white supremacy and racism. The white man's trying to kill you at every available opportunity. He's trying to ruin you every chance he gets. He wants to control you like a slave. So your only way to get out of this is through education. So I'm in the library till 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night on a Saturday night. The other ones, other well, why are you studying so much? We going to the step show. <laughs> yeah, whatever, like, like literally, no disrespect. If you Greek, I'm not disrespecting you, but I'm just telling you, it makes no sense for a black college student to spend more time preparing for the damn step show than you spend preparing for your math test. Who told you that that should be your culture? Who told you that? We know who told you that. The same people who want to see you a day late and a dollar short and 10 steps behind. And then you say, well, well the reason we behind it because of the weight, man. No, part of the reason you're behind, bro, is because you never wanted to pick up a damn book. I walked away from the culture when it came to the economics. I said, wait a minute. You know, our people will go, <laughs> we'll go rent an apartment, get a car note and spend up all our money in the club. And then, and then we can't, for whatever reason, can't process and figure out why you have no money. Well, the reason you have no money is because you gave all your money away. Like, like, I mean, if you, you know, eight minus eight is zero. Did, did anybody not tell you that? Did you not, did you not know that? That eight minus, so if I get $8 and I spend $8, somebody tell me, get math geniuses in the room. If I get $8 and I spend $8, every time I get $8, I go to Popeye's chicken or something, I spend the whole eight. How much money am I going to have? After I spend my $8, how much will I have? I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember what eight minus eight is. Oh, that's right. It's zero. That's right. It's zero. So if your money goes down to zero, but your money used to be positive and now it's zero or it's negative, that usually means that you spent that money. Is that, is that, does that amuse you? Like, is that something that you don't understand? So what I'm saying to you is that when you talk, when Kanye said, I turned my back on the culture. I said, man, you know, that's probably the most brilliant thing that guy's ever said. We know we know sometimes Kanye can be crazier than a nutcracker. We know that. The man ain't normal. I'm sorry. If you think that everything Kanye says makes sense, that means you're probably crazy too. Because Kanye is a crazy dude. But may, and maybe some of it's an act. Maybe he does it because he wants to be famous and he knows that eccentric people tend to be, become the most famous. I have no idea. We know Kanye can be a little bit weird. Let's just be honest. But in this particular area, in this particular area, Kanye West, with this particular area and this particular statement, has said things that make a hundred times more sense than anything you've ever heard from your so-called liberal friends. Anybody who tells you that the way to overcome white supremacy is to submit to a different form of white supremacy is a white supremacist who's pulling you down the road for the okie doke. You don't believe me? The data's all around you. Give me a yes or no. Since the 1968 Civil Rights Act, has black wealth gone up at all relative to white wealth? 
Has the wealth gap opened or closed? Has it, has it closed or has it gotten bigger? Do we have more wealth as a result of these social policies? Well, the answer is no. The answer is no, because social policies are not wealth policies. They are social. So you've advanced quite a bit socially. Your social life has improved. You have a whole lot more white friends than you would have had in 1964. <laughs> you can, white, white people are happy to let you come and work for their businesses and give all your money to their universities and, and send your kids to their schools. <laughs> they, so, so, yeah, so your social life has improved. But a social policy is not an economic policy. So part of the reason that the Civil Rights Act did not move you forward economically is because everything about their whole movement was social. It's like, oh, let's have a social gathering. Let's get together and form a bridge club. Let's let's all get together and, 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 and march in the streets together, arm in arm, and say Black Lives Matter. But guess what? When you start getting to where you start trying to exert economic maturity, see, when you start getting to the point where you start talking about cutting the check, when you see when you get to the point where you say, okay, I, I get that, thank you for being my friend, but I need you to talk about the money. Well, then suddenly all your little buddies go mum. All your so-called friends get real quiet. <laughs> suddenly they don't got nothing to say to you anymore <laughs> because you're talking about the money. They're like, oh crap. <laughs> the, 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 that's when that's when your 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 eight-year-old child asks you a question that an adult would ask because they're a little bit advanced for their age. You're like, whoa, we can't get over on the, the same nonsense that we got over on before. So you got grown-ups in your community. You have economically mature people in your community. And I want you to pay attention to how they work overtime to avoid speaking to those people. I want you to notice how they work overtime to avoid hearing anything on reparations from one of the lead, world's leading experts on reparations, Dr. Claude Anderson. I want you to pay attention to how much they go out of their way to not hear a person like me. I had to speak through, I had to speak through intermediaries. I had to get on the phone with people and say, hey, when they ask you about this, oh, ask them about that. They're not prepared to answer that question, right? And then they would do that. Next thing you know, the politicians are going crazy. Like, wait a minute, oh, they're blowing the gas. Wait, 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 you mean this black person's actually asking hard questions? They're actually asking about the money. Well, no, we'll give you the, the social stuff, but we're not gonna give you the money. We'll give you a damn holiday, but we ain't gonna cut no check because cutting a check is hard. That's grown folk stuff. They want you at the little children's table. And that's why so many of your grown ass men act like little children. I kid you not. I saw a commercial with the Migos, that rap group out of Atlanta. I swear to God, they literally were grown men on big wheels. I said, why is a grown man? It was a Sprite commercial. They were on big wheels or tricycles or something. I said, why is a grown ass man on a damn tricycle? Don't get me wrong. I know it's meant to be funny. It's meant to be cool and all that. But I said, why is a grown man on a tricycle and mumbling, mumbling along, like showing that he's, he's illiterate, ignorant as hell. They might be brilliant. They might be rocket scientists for all I know. But why is a grown man on a tricycle? How do, what, what, what does that mean? What, what, what would make me want to get on a tricycle in front of my children on a commercial? I, I don't understand that. Well, it's because they like the idea of you being little children. You see, the way, how do we, look at how we deal with our children. We love our children. We love our children and our pets. Children and pets, we love them. But we know that our children and our pets are not the same as adults, right? So with the children, you want the children in the car, but you don't want the children driving the car. So they want black people on board with their policies, but they don't want black people shaping the policies, right? We want our, we know, we want our children around. The, we will feed them fairy tales and, and little little white lies because because they're, they're, as, as children, their little tiny brains are not ready for grown up realities, right? So so they'll give you little tiny lies, little white lies. Little nonsense. They'll tell you, oh, you know, Black Lives Matter. 
But when it comes to really setting the trajectory of this nation, like like building rocket ships to Mars and and deciding what the tax system is going to look like and, and how we're going to redistribute wealth on any level, they, they don't really consult you. They don't want to know what you think. They don't want to know. The only way that they want to know what you think is when what you think matches what they already think. So the only way you're going to let the child even touch the steering wheel is if they make sure that they ain't really touching the steering wheel. You put the baby on your lap and make him think that he's driving. Right. But really, you driving. Really, you got your hand on the steering wheel at the bottom and the baby's on your lap. You got your hand on the bottom and you're really controlling the wheel. But the baby thinks he's controlling the steering wheel. So that's where you get these little babies from. In politics, you got a lot of little political babies who say, look, y'all, look, y'all, we driving. We driving, y'all. Well, they ain't driving nothing. <laughs> they just they just taking pictures in, in the driving seat, pretending like they're driving the car, just like your seven-year-old child does. So so if you want, so, so it's deep. It's deep. When you see hip-hop artists who are 40 years old behaving like children, it goes back to what Malcolm used to say. Malcolm X used to say that America always wants to keep the black man as a child. America does not want the black man to be to think like a man because thinking like a man means taking responsibility for your family and protecting the black woman. Thinking like a man means uh, empire building and truly becoming a king. They don't want you to be the king. They want you to be the clown. They don't want you to be serious. They want you to be the joke. The only time a black man gets in certain spaces is when he is a joke or when he is fulfilling a stereotype. If you are not fulfilling a stereotype or you don't, you're not a joke and you're not gay, you're not going to come in because at that point you become a competitor. Again, children and pets. Everybody loves the family dog, but you don't invite the family dog to sit at the dinner table with the adults. You put the family dog in the dog cage or you put the children at the kitty table and then you feed them whatever they want, whatever you want them to eat. And that's what they do with the community. They feed you whatever they want you to eat. And then when it's time to really eat good, they save the good food for themselves. They give themselves the big piece of the chicken. So with, with Kanye West and his comments, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. Danielle, if you want to know what Kanye said exactly, you can go to my Instagram. It's the real voice walking. So feel free to go to my Instagram. It's right there on the screen. Uh, hit that thumbs up button. And also I'll tell you just in a nutshell what Kanye said for those who got here late. Because uh, I repeated it a couple times. I'll repeat it one more time and then I'm going to bounce out of here. I got to get ready for Knowledge Fest. Knowledge Fest in Louisville, Kentucky is happening today. So I'm about to get up out of here. Kanye basically said, when Big Boy asked him, he said, "Did you? what do you say to people who say you turn your back on the culture? He said, I did turn my back on the culture. He said, because all they got you thinking about is effing somebody's woman. All they got you thinking about is pulling up in a foreign they got you rapping about the stuff that's going to get you sent to prison and then get you falsely claiming that you support prison reform. And, and, and basically the culture is backward. He said that we're not we should be buying land. We should be owning assets. We should be making good choices. And the culture does not support good choices. And Kanye is 100 percent correct. If you go listen to a lot of the music that's out here now, much, many of these songs are very predictable. This is not art. This is not art. The only extent to which this becomes art is when it is a it is a creative way to say the same thing over and over and over again. That's it. It's like it's like it's like eating chicken three times a day every day. But in the morning you have chicken parmesan. In the afternoon you have fried chicken. In the evening you have baked chicken. The next day you have chicken salad. But it's still chicken every time. It's chicken, 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 chicken. It's just chicken in different forms. So you don't really realize that you're eating chicken every day. So hip hop is the same way. 
hip hop and much of hip hop, not all of it. This is a shout out to the good artists out here who are doing better. But but hip hop in much of its forms, and most artists will agree with me on this, is it, it is the same thing over and over again. It is a blueprint for self-destruction. It is a blueprint on everything a black man needs to do to make sure that he does not have a quality life. It is a blueprint for everything a black man needs to do to ensure that he has no legacy. It is a blueprint to, to, for a black man to do everything that he needs to do to make sure that he, that when he's old and gray and in the hospital, ain't no black woman around that's going to love him, right? Because he's been chasing hoes his whole life, right? It is a blueprint to ensure that the black man is always vulnerable, that the black man is always on his knees having to tickle a white man's balls to get an opportunity. Why do I say that? Well, why would you say that, boys? That's kind of mean. That you being kind of mean, but okay, let me break it down for you. Go listen to most hip hop songs. The, I'm talking about the toxic stuff, not the healthy stuff. I'm not talking about you know a Kendrick Lamar or a J Cole or a D1. I'm talking about some of this crazy stuff out here. Most of the music basically will start off in the first maybe 60 seconds. There will be a lyric about uh, sexual irresponsibility, <clears throat> which leads to babies, mamas, and STDs, uh, and abandoned children. Right, you abandon children everywhere, and then you say, "Well, I would never date a baby mama." Well, the baby mamas—they didn't make those babies by themselves, so maybe you want to have full accountability and talk to some of those men too. But that's another conversation. Second thing, they will talk about staying high on drugs. They mass market drugs. It's illegal to market drugs or alcohol or cigarettes even on television, but in music, they allow you to market all those things. And music is actually a more effective marketing tool than a TV commercial, anyway. So they use the music to market drug addiction to young black men. They make you think it's cool to become a crackhead. Who the hell ever thought it was cool to be a crackhead? You know, <laughs> I mean, again, I, seriously, I mean, I, I don't, I, that is beyond me. There's nothing good that happens when you become a drug addict at the age of 18. Some of that stuff you can never come back from, so you'd be crazy the whole rest of your life and addicted, and next thing you know, you're dying young, and you got 14 children at your funeral saying daddy never spent time with me because daddy was a son of a bitch. Daddy didn't leave us no money because daddy was a loser. Daddy didn't care about us because daddy was selfish. Daddy was never there. He wasn't there for my second birthday party. Daddy wasn't there for my high school graduation. I called my daddy and asked him for help. Daddy said he's too busy when he was out chasing hoes and getting high. That's what daddy was doing. So now they at daddy's funeral saying, damn, there is no legacy here. I'm not proud of anything this man did. This man did nothing for me. I do not love this person. Do you want to go out like that? What black man in his right mind wants to go out like a sucker like that? I hope you don't want to go out like that because if you do, then I don't want no parts of any culture that you think is okay. If you want to go out like a sucker, then you just go be a sucker by yourself because the real men are going in the opposite direction. I think it's okay to turn your back on toxic culture. In this particular context, I agree with what Kanye said 100%. It's time for us as people to embrace something I refer to as economic maturity. <clears throat> economic maturity goes back to standard maturity. If you give a seven-year-old $20, what's a seven-year-old going to say? If you say to a seven-year-old, what are you going to do with your money? What's a seven-year-old going to say? Answer me in the chat. What's a seven-year-old going to do if you give him a $20 bill? He's going to say, well, <clears throat> I'm gonna, first I'm going to go to the candy store and get me some candy. And then I want, and then I got a pair of shoes, um, a pair of Jordans I'm trying to save up for, right? He's, he's going to spend his money on stupid stuff, right? So, so the problem you have is that there's a point where, the where, where you're supposed to turn the page on that kind of logic. There's supposed to be a point where when that child gets to about 25 or 30, you give him that same $20. He's not saying, I'm going to go spend it on candy and sneakers. 
but that doesn't happen for some of our men. Some of our people, we will still answer that same question like a 12-year-old. Well, you got your taxes back. What you going to do with your money? Oh, shoot, I'm about to go get me a whip. I'm about to go and go to the club, man. I was making the rain up in the club. I'm about to go. So now, now instead of baby candy, you're going for the grown-up candy, which comes with a big booty and a smile, right? But still, it's still candy. Candy's candy, right? Dude, I'm going to go get me some mollies, and we're we going to get lit today, man. We're going to get lit, right? Like, seriously, like, like that economic maturity is supposed to kick in where you say, no, 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 no. I'm supposed to take this money and go ahead and invest it. I got to do something for my kids. I got to make sure my family's good. I got to make sure that I own something, right? Like that that's where you're supposed to be, right? Right? Like just kids aren't going to do that. Like if you give money to a child, he's not going to say, well, I'm going to pay the mortgage and then I'm going to go out and make it buy me and look at some property I want to get. Kids don't do that, right? Kids don't do that. They talk about the candy and wasting the money on the nonsense, right? Well, how come we got a lot of 35-year-old men and women Mostly men, I'm not gonna lie. We get, the brothers, we gotta do better because we're influenced by the rappers who will literally answer that question like a child. Bro, you're not a child. You're a man. You're not supposed to be flimsy. You're supposed to be third, sturdy. People are supposed to be able to depend on you. You're supposed to be the rock. You're, the, you're supposed to be the enforcer in the community, the protector, the guide, the lead. Like she looks at you and she wants to, she's like, me and the kids are looking up to you. We need you to guide us, lead us, protect us, provide. And some of the men I can't, can't do it. They would, they never learn how to do it. And the people that they're looking to for influence are telling them all kinds of stupid stuff. How can you ever learn how to be a man? If you listen to a, a son of a bitch, like future, the rapper future, I'm not, dis you know, I'm not going to get into that too much, but I'm just seriously, we talk about the culture. I want you to go and one day and take the time to read the lyrics of his songs. Like, listen, like read the lyrics. Like, don't just listen to the beat. I know the beat's good, and they got you marching genocide to a beat, and you think that because it's got a good beat, it's good. That's like somebody who says, I'll, I'll eat battery acid as long as you put some hot sauce in it, right? Or I'll, I'll eat poison as long as you as long as you put some good spicing and seasoning in it, and it tastes good. I'll eat the poison, right? So, But I want you to read the lyrics, and I want you to look at what the man represents. Uh, he doesn't represent anything that resembles any sort of family. Because he got baby's mama splattered all over the country. Um, I think he almost stabbed or he, but not stabbed, sorry. I think he threatened to kill or beat up his baby's mama in front of his child. I, I, don't, I don't see him representing any form of significant financial stability or financial maturity. I don't see him representing anything related to intellect. He invented mumble rap. He's the first guy who said, why, why, actually, why actually use the brain power to write a lyric when you could just mumble on the track? Tony Montana, Tony Montana, Tony Montana. I'm going to repeat the words Tony Montana over and over and over again. And maybe to some extent, you're catering to an entire generation of people who never were properly educated in the first place. Again, that does go back to the white man because that there is a reason why they always put those black boys in special education. Because Lord, help them if black men ever realize how intelligent we can be. Lord, help them if black men start choosing intelligence the way we choose basketball, football, and rapping. Lord help them if the black man start reading as many books as as we as we spend listening to hip hop albums, because if that day happens, then they are done. They are done. So. So, yes, the goal is to ensure that at an early age, that black boy never, ever realizes what his potential is. When I was a kid, they tried to put me in special education and, and God damn it, I'm a genius. I ain't gonna, I'm not bragging, but y'all know I'm not a stupid person. So they tried to tell me and my mama that I should be in special education. And thank God I had a mother who said, if you put my child in that class, I'm going to have your job, bitch. My mama said, if you put that my baby, if you do that to my baby, you can try it if you want to, 
but but you won't have a job because I'm going to be so far up in your ass, you're going to think that I'm your kidneys and your colon at the same damn time. You're going to think I grew in your ass because I'm going to be all up in it. Don't you dare. You put my. You better not put my baby in that class because I know what's going to happen to him if you do. And I had a father who was a real man. He was a stepdaddy, so I guess he was must have been simping. Well, you know what? This simp will put a bullet in the head if you fuck with his family. You call go call him a simp to his face and see how, how quick you end up running. So, so, so that family structure is what protected me from the fact that they identified my genius at an early age. They also identified my radical nature at an early age. And I'm sure that they were that they were very interested in finding ways to suppress that, whether that meant special classes or or drugs. You, you know, you get the kids on the drugs early, then they become controlled. They learn how to behave. They become quiet in class. And next thing you know, the kid's 25 years old and he can't spell his last name anymore because you had him on dope since he was about five. But you disguise that as a helpful government program that's helping these poor black people who are just too stupid to learn. Right? That, that's what they're doing to you, in case you want to know. In case, in case you're curious, that, that's what they're doing to you. They're doping you up no different from the way the music is doping you up. They want you a day late and a dollar short. They don't want your men showing up as kings. They want your men showing up as clowns. They don't want grown-ass black men. They want little boys. So to that extent, my point is, and I got to go. I got to get ready for Knowledge Fest. Ben X is going to be there and a lot of other great brothers. Uh, Red Pill, Blue Pill, I look forward to seeing them all. But, that, but the point of the matter is that at the end of the day, <laughs> I turn my back on all toxic culture. I curse it to the damn root. I, if you come at me with that negativity or that niggerosity, that player haterology, that, that, that chaos, I will, I will pour holy water on you like you are a manifestation of the devil because I know exactly where you come from. I know exactly how you were built and you ain't going to conquer me. So shout out to Kanye West for what he said. If you want to see the video for yourself, it's on my Instagram. My Instagram's the Real Voice Watkins. Feel free to follow me on Instagram if you haven't done it yet. I'm out of here, guys. Please uh, hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe on your way out. Uh, I will check in a little bit later, and uh, God bless you. And hopefully, some of you will be at Knowledge Fest today in Louisville, and I'll give you a hug in person. Talk to you soon. Love you. Peace.